You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. You guys ready to get in God's Word? Um, I can't wait to give to you the second installment of a, of a series that we've entitled IDY. If you don't know, now you know, all right? And what we're talking about is moving from where we are and on into everything that God has for our lives. You hear me say it all the time, there's more, there's more, there's more. And what we wanna do in this series is really practically look at how we actually live in everything God has for us. I want that for you desperately. And if you just take some time over these next couple of weeks, some time right now, just lean in and let God lead you forward, amen? Hey, would you pray with me? God, right now, as we get into your word, we just wanna ask that your, your word would get into us. We, we sit on the edge of our seats because we wanna hear from you today. We know that we're not sitting here on accident, God. You have something you wanna say to us right now. God, those listening online right now, God, they're, they're not listening on accident. God, you have something you desire to say. And so, Lord, we, we lean in. We open up our hearts. We open up our lives to you to speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone agreed together and said a good hearty amen. Come on, amen. So another way to say this is, I just really wanna do my best to help you walk in God's will for your life. Okay, I just, I, let's go walk into God's will. Let's live in everything that God wants us to live in. Now, now uh, if you're a Christian in here, let me just ask, how many of you want to walk in God's will? Come on, let me see your hand. Like, like I want to walk in God's will. That's a pretty good indication that you're a believer, that you're, you're a Christian. You want to walk in God's will. Let me tell you something. I want to walk in God's will. I want everything that God has for my life. And let me tell you something. It wasn't always that way. I spent a whole season of my life thinking that what I wanted was what I wanted. I spent a whole season of my life, matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you this, I spent a whole season of my life doing whatever it is I wanted. I thought what was best for me was me, my desires. And I just ran around doing whatever. You ever spend a season of your life like that where you just kind of do your own thing? Come on, anyone want to admit it? How'd that work out for you, right? So I ran around doing everything that I wanted, my will, my way, my, until, until I discovered that, listen, that what God wants it's actually better than what I want. See, I was following my way because I thought it was the best way. But I've come to realize something. God's good. And, and his ways are better than my ways. His, his desires for me are better than my desires for me. Like, and so when I finally came to the conclusion that what God wanted for me was better than anything I could ever want for me, I'm like, God, I'm all in. What do you want? Where do you want to go? God, you, you've got my yes before you tell me what it is. Because I trust you, you're good. Matter of fact, let me say this. Over our church, do you know what people are saying? Pastor Chris, what's, 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 what's your vision for the church? Okay. Our vision is just to try to keep up with God's vision. Because God's vision is so much better than our vision. He's, he's so much further along than all of us. And God, I just want to say yes to all of it. And here's why, I want, why I'm saying all that. It's because there's some of you in here right now who think, you think you know what you want and you're out there trying to find it, you're out there running around, you're trying this and you're trying that, you're running from one thing to the next thing, and I'm, I'm here just today to tell you, friends, listen, what you want is what God wants for you. What you want, what you're craving deep down inside is everything that only God can give you. You genuinely, at the core of who you are, need and crave 
everything that God wants to give you. And until you actually come to that place, everything else is gonna be empty, right? So if you're a believer in here today, you're a Christian, we're on this page where it's like, I want what God wants. But here's one of the biggest questions, one of the biggest things that every Christian wrestles with. God, I want your will. God, what's your will? Like, God, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I want to do what you want me to do, but what do you want me to do? Now, here's what I'm going to say to you, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to be demeaning. I'm just trying to make it very, very simple. It's just that God's will for you really honestly isn't all that complex. God has actually made his will very, very clear. Now, now I know what we're talking about when we say, I just don't know what God's will is. It's a lot of times around the, what, what I call the, the specific will of God. God, come on, some of you in here today. God, who am I supposed to marry? Some of you, like, you're, you're single men in here, single guy, you're, every, you're at church day, you're kind of looking around. God, is that them? Lord, I'm just, is that, I'm just kind of feeling it out, Lord. Just like, you gonna, is that you speaking right now, God, right? And you're trying to, what are you trying to, you're trying to discover God's, God's specific will. God, who do you want me to marry? God, what school am I supposed to go to? God, God, where am I supposed to move? Where am I supposed to, all those things are, someone say specific. That's a, that's a hard word to say three times fast. Okay, specific. But here's what I want to say to you. Yes, sometimes that takes a little more kind of feeling in God speaks to me, but I will tell you this, there, there are, given to us in scripture, very, very clear what's called the, just the general will of God. It's like, it's like, this is how you're supposed to live. This is what God desires for you. Now, here's what I wanna say to you. This is what we're talking about in this series. This is, here's the general will of God. Here's what God wants to do in everybody's life. And watch, when you live in God's general will for your life, then now you can start to discover God's specific will for my life. If you're running from God's general will, how in the world are you gonna end up in a specific will? And some of us are praying for God's specific will, but we're not willing to walk in his general will, and we're wondering why are we so lost and confused? Come on, just do what God has already revealed to us. You with me, everybody? And then God will start to lead you into all the things he wants to reveal to us. So what we're looking at in this series is just the general will of God. Now, what is the general will of God? What are the things that God wants to do in every one of our lives? What God wants to do in your life are the, are the same things God did in the children's of Israel's life. There are four things God did in the children of Israel that he wants to do in every single one of us. And last week we looked at the first one. It's this, the very first thing God wants to do. Children of Israel are trapped in slavery, living in Egypt. You know what God wanted to do? He wanted to set them free. He wanted to free them from Egypt and get them out of slavery. The very first thing that God wants to do in your life, the very first step he wants you to take is just to set you free. And last week, everybody, we saw, we saw 15 people commit their lives to Jesus in this place. They got, set, they got set free. Listen, they took the first step. They took the first step. But after they got, the children of Israel got out of Egypt, he led them up to what's called the promised land, okay? And what God wanted to do now was now that he led them out of that land, he wanted to lead them into some new land. Out of, now that he got them out of Egypt, listen, now God was gonna go to work at getting Egypt out of them. How many, how many of you know that you can give your life to Jesus and still got some issues, right? So here's God's will. God's will, we call it around here, the first part is knowing God. Knowing God, the first step, 
Knowing God moves you out of that land. Now watch, here's the second part. It's growing in God. And growing in God moves you into the new land. Knowing God gets you out of Egypt. Thank you, God, for that. But now growing in God gets Egypt out of me. See, when the children of Israel got up to the promised land, when they got up to the land, by the way, that God said, this is yours. Do you know that when they got to the land that there was still giants in the land? Do you know there was fortified cities in the land? There was battles to be fought in the land. There's territory to be taken in the land. There was, there was things that they had to do to move forward into the land that God had for them. And the same is true for every single one of us. We give our lives to Jesus and the next morning we wake up, we're not perfect, right? And so now we have to step into this journey of, of growing in God. There's still some giants that we gotta slay. There's still some territory we gotta take. There's still some fortified cities that, that have gotta come down. Maybe for you, it's the territory of, of some old wounds that need to be healed, some old habits that you keep going back to. Maybe it's just a, it's destructive attitudes in your life that just keep finding themselves coming to the surface time and time and time and time again. And here's what I wanna say to you, friends, is that God actually desires to give you victory over every single one of those giants. He desires, listen, to move you forward. So when I got saved 32 years ago, some of you like, what, were you two? Okay, no. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm looking good for my age, everybody. Uh, 32 years ago, I woke up the next day. I still had issues. Just ask my mom. I mean, I had, all through high school, I had, a, I had the sharpest tongue. Like, I could come back at you with a remark, a comment. I cut with my tongue. And, and that was, you know, I was always trying to joke. I, was try, I found, I find funny in everything, right? And that's, and that's okay, except for when you're in a classroom and what's funny is the teacher, right? And you're making fun of teacher and all this. And that was just me, just real quick-witted and go. And I found myself in the principal's office more often than I could even admit. I, I, principal and I were on a first name basis, everybody. We, we were, he did not like when I used his first name, but we were on a first name basis. I got in lots of trouble all, all, through, all through high school, the poor teachers at, at Redlands High, right? And um, and when I got saved, listen, God started, God started growing me, right? This, I, had to, I had to get this under control. This, 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 I mean, there's things I wanted to say. I'm like, oh, the Spirit of God going, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And I was, watch, I had this old thing in me and God was wanting to do some new things in me. And, and God wanted to take that tongue that was so sharp and could, could just, man, and redeem, God's redeemed it, everybody. Thank you, God. I like, thank you, God, that you've redeemed it. And like, and it's like, but God wants to do that watch with every part of our life, every part where, where there is, well, giants to be slain, addictions to be broken. I started a journey back then of growing in God. Can I tell you something? I'm still on a journey today of growing in God. And your, your, the will of God for you is to set you free and to get you growing, to get you growing. I'm going to say it to you this way, theologically, Jesus did not come to just forgive you of your sins. Okay, hold on a second. So you're like, wait, what? Jesus did not come to just forgive you of your sins. He actually came, listen, to forgive you and then free you. Free you of your, free you of what it is that used to shackle you, free you. So listen, that actually is now a process. It's a journey we take of, of between now and the day I see Jesus face to face, I am being 
I'm in, I call it living in the in. I'm becoming, I'm growing, I'm molding, I'm maturing. Come on, everybody. We're living in the in. Amen? That makes sense, everybody? You with me so far? Four of you are with me so far. You with me so far? Okay, so now here's the question. And here's what I'm talking about the time that we have left. If I'm supposed to be growing in God, if that's the next step, to take this territory, to move inside, how? Like, how, how do I grow? How do I grow in God? How do I move forward on this journey? Listen, I got one point. I'm gonna break into two parts. Are you ready? And I want you to tell your neighbor when I tell you, because it's really important. Ready? You need, here it is, ready? Get open. Tell your neighbor, say, get open, get open, get open, get open. Tell your neighbor, turn and talk to your neighbor. Tell them you need to get open, get open. Let me explain it to you. When you go back to the Garden of Eden, okay, you find man thriving in his best. You find man living in everything that God intended for them to live in. And here's what I want you to see about the Garden of Eden is it's not just that it was beautiful and it wasn't just that it was perfect, uh, you know, fruit and trees and plants and birds chirping in the air. The crown jewel of the Garden of Eden was actually the relationship that, man and, that humanity enjoyed with God and with one another. They had an open, listen, an open, someone say open. They had an openness in the relationship with God and an openness in their relationship with one another. Matter of fact, scripture is so uh, poignant about this that in Genesis 2, it actually tells us that Adam and Eve, just throwing it in there, they were naked and unashamed. And why is scripture saying that? Scripture wants you to understand there was no shame. There was just this openness. There was this transparency in the relationship with each other and their relationship with God. And that's where we find them in Genesis. Well, then the enemy comes along and convinces Adam and Eve, watch this, that what they long for isn't walking this, but turning from God. So the enemy comes along and what was he trying to get him to do? He said, hey, instead of walking with God, instead of keeping your life open to God, why don't you close your life off to God and come and do your own thing? Oh, I know God told you not to eat of the fruit of that tree, but you, God's holding out on you. God, God is actually, he doesn't have your best interest in mind. And you see, Adam and Eve, what you need to do is in, instead of walking with God, you need to turn from God. And we read in Genesis chapter three that the moment they turn from God, pay attention to this, Genesis chapter three, it says this. And at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt for the very first time in humanity, shame at their nakedness, so what they do, watch, they hid. They sewed figs leaves together to cover themselves. And when the cool evening breeze was blowing, I think it's so funny, scripture's like, they sewed fig leaves together and there was a little breeze. It's like, okay. <laughs> the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. Now watch, before you move to the next slide. When they originally, before sin entered the world, heard the Lord God walking in the garden, I'm imagining they're running out like, God, oh, Abba, Dad, can we walk? Can we talk? Can we just enjoy the cool evening breeze? Can we, can we just spend some time? But now, what does it say? They heard the Lord God in the garden, in the trees. The Lord, and watch this, come on, next verse. So they hid. They hid. Life was no longer open. They were hiding from the Lord among the trees. And the Lord God called out to man, where are you? Adam, Eve, where are you guys? And from that moment forward, humanity spiraled into dysfunction. 
From that moment forward, we found ourselves facing giants and facing all sorts of issues from insecurity. From that moment forward, their sin pushed us from God and from each other, and we're dealing with the, the outworking of that. So I say it to you this way, at the core of everything we face in humanity, at the core of everything you face as an individual, all the giants, as a, as a, as a nation, all the, all the unrest, all of the racism, all of the, all of the hatred, all of, all of it, all of it, at the core of all of it, is this the compulsion there's this compulsion to hide from God and to hide from one another. It is the root issue in everything that we're facing today. And if you as an individual and we as a nation are ever going to defeat the giants of racism and hatred and if you as an individual are ever gonna defeat the, the giants of insecurity and old addictions and habits and, 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 and things that have been haunting you your whole life, listen to me, if you're ever going to defeat those giants, you have got to do in reverse what Adam and Eve did moving forward. Instead of hiding from God and each other, you've gotta, someone say, get open you got to start opening up your life to God. you got to open up your life to each other. There is, listen, you can hide all you want, but you cannot hide and be healed at the same time. Adam, Eve, where are you? Do you think for one second God didn't know where Adam was? Like he walked out going, oh my gosh, they disappeared. Wait, where did they go? God knew exactly where Adam was. God knew exactly where, where Eve was. But what was he doing? He was inviting them out of hiding and into healing. They had to take that step. They had to take that step. If they were gonna grow past that moment, they had to take that step. So listen, part of that, let's get real practical. Part of that is in us opening up our lives to one another, okay? For growth to take place, we gotta open up our lives. I'll say it this way, very specifically. You gotta open up, you gotta learn to open up your life to other believers in the body of Christ, okay? God designed you and I to grow in community, okay? That's how we grow. That's, that's a, I'll prove it to you, okay? Somebody, I want you to name, name the last five messages, the, the carefully crafted, perfectly executed messages I preached on a Sunday morning that has transformed your life. I'm gonna give me five of them. Come on, give me five. Right now, come on, I wanna hear it. Help me out. Yeah, none of you even gonna attempt it. Why, because you're like, I don't remember what you preached last week. And you just told us what you preached last week. Right, he's like, I don't remember. But now watch this. Name me five people that have been used by God to transform your life and encourage your life. Oh, that's it. Come on, now all of a sudden, you, maybe you got some names. And if you don't have some names, we're gonna fix it before you leave today. Because every one of us, listen, you need some names. People shape people. God intended for the kingdom of God to grow relationally, for your growth to happen relationally. See, God uses people to help grow people. So here's the big question. If that's all true, then who's my people? Isn't that a big question? That's a really good question. Matter of fact, they say this, that you are the sum total of your five closest friends. Some of you are like, oh, shoot. God uses people to shape people. 
all over scripture. So there are these, what are called the one another's of scripture. How many of you have heard of the one another's? Like give me one of the one another's, ready? We are to what? Love one. Everyone knows that one. There's one. You know, there's 59 different one another's all over scripture. And all the other one another's actually explain how you're supposed to love one another. Okay. So you've got love one another, but then you got, watch, forgive one another. You, you've, you've got, you've got bear one another's burdens. You've, you've got, you got be patient with one another, right? What is that? Why is God telling us to do all this one another? Here's what he's doing. He's trying to get you to grow. Watch. He takes all of these people. I see it right now in my mind. We're all trying to hide. Why? Because Satan lies to you and tells you because you've sinned and done something dumb that you're, why? every time you sin, you, just, you feel shame. You want to hide. You want to hide. You want to hide. You want to hide. And it was running around hiding. And here's what God is. He shows up and he takes a bunch of hiders and says, come here, 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 come on. Love one another. Be patient with one another. Be kind to one another. Carry one another's burdens. Suffer long with one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And what is God doing? He's trying to move us, please listen, from just hearing the gospel to now growing in the gospel. It's one thing for me to show up on a Sunday morning and hear the preacher say, now listen, you need to forgive people. Okay, that's a good idea. We need to forgive people. But how are you ever going to grow in forgiving people in the gospel until you get around somebody who did something stupid enough that they need to be forgiven, right? If I'm shielding myself from people, people hurt me. Yep. And the gospel says forgive. And if I'm going to grow, instead of insulating myself from all the people that God has put in my life to actually help me grow, I actually get in and it's messy. Oh, I love to love one another, but my gosh, there's a list, 59. We got 58 others, and they all presuppose mess. Why? Because God is trying to help you and I not just hear it, but grow in the gospel. How in the world am I going to learn to be patient with people if I don't get myself around some people that I need to actually have some patience with? Come on, here's what you've been doing. You got that person, right? They need a lot of patience. And we kick the airs on just a little. I'm gonna, or bring me a hanky. That might work too. You got some people in your life that you need to be patient with. And here's what you've done. You've pushed them away. And God said, no, be patient. Be patient. Be patient. God is constantly calling us out of hiding and into openness with one another so that now we can start to grow as believers. Come on, someone say, get open. You gotta get open. You gotta get your life open. You know, for me, this was the biggest, biggest shift in my life is when I made the decision to finally start opening up my life to people in the church. I'll tell you the story real quick. I gave my life to Jesus on a, on a, at a, at a, in youth group 32 years ago. And I tried to move from that moment to go back into my old group of, old group of buddies, right? And can I tell you, man, we are a pretty messed up bunch. And we'd go from one party to the next party, the next thing and all this. And, and here was the problem. I had given my life to Jesus and now I'm hanging out with them and the things that I once thought was fun and the conversations that we once had that I was all involved in. I'm listening to, my, listening to the conversation going, are we really talking about this right now? It just doesn't, it's just, ah, and I tried as long as I could just to kind of keep hanging out. But I found myself doing things I never wanted to do. I found myself in places I never wanted to be and I was just struggling struggling. And I felt God challenge me. And he says, it's time to start growing. It's time to get involved. It's time to lean in. And here's what I did is I 
didn't just show up to, to youth group. I got invited actually to a small group. It was a, it was a, it was a young adult, young men's uh, Bible study. And I went to that group and I started in showing up and listen, opening up my life. And in that moment, listen, I started growing. Why? Because a guy named Armando Garcia started pouring into me, asking me questions, loving on me, inviting me back every single week. My, my youth pastor, Jim Shear, began to take me out to lunch every other week and just, how you doing, Chris? What's going on in your life? And started opening up opportunities for me. And I found my life, as I opened up my life to those that God was putting around my life, I found myself growing. And friends, I had, I had mentors and pastors pouring into me. I, I had brothers and sisters that were in my life. I, man, I had some, Mike Sanchez, my good buddy, like we started hanging out and talk. We talk girls all the time. And so he knew, he knew how to pray for me because I tell him all the time, this is this girl, Tatum, and I need you to pray because I don't even think she knows my name. And I, and I don't even, I just, I just want one date. I just want one date. Can you, and we, listen, I lean into him and he, he's going, I'm praying for you and, and God is good, everybody. He answered, he answered our prayers and Tatum finally gave in to God's will for her life after running. But see, listen, all of that, listen, I was wrestling through all of that in the context of some really healthy relationships with other believers that when I got around them, they didn't go, well, who, who, all the dumb things we used to talk about. They go, man, let's pray. Let's lean in. Come on, let's go, let's go talk to Pastor Jim. Let's go. And all of a sudden, I started growing. And I want the same for you. Can I tell you, listen, I want to be complete, like just, you understand this. I'm still growing. And I, am, I open my life up to the relation. I'm very, very, I take very, very serious. I'm very intentional about the relationships that, that are in my life. I, I, I've made sure in my life, man, I got some, every pastor needs a pastor and I got two of them. That tells you how much I wanna grow, right? I am, I'm so grateful for Pastor Chris Hodges. I'm so grateful, Pastor Greg Surratt. I mean, I, I lean in, I, I call, they know what's going on in my life. At any point, they call me out on anything and, and have and do. I got brothers in the, in the body of Christ that I do, do life with. I, I, I'm grateful for the Casey Kendalls and the Carrie Robinsons. I'm, I'm Casey for, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, the Dustin Batalos and the Matt on our board and all the guys that I just, well, I do life with everybody. And I grow in the context of relationships. You need the same thing. And I'll say this to you. You've got to open yourself up. Okay? You walk into church like, how come nobody's, nobody's being friendly to me? I get it. And I don't know if you talk that way, but I'm sorry. Like, so I get it. I get it. I get it. But here's what, ha here's what happens. You're over there trying to hide. And then so guess what everyone else, why aren't they saying hi to you? Because they're trying to hide. We're all a bunch of hiders. We're all just like, I don't know. Come. And everyone's thinking the same thing. Come on, get over it. And just, he who wants friends must himself be friendly. But just open up your life. James goes all the way to the point, watch, of this. He says in James, he says, confess your, here's a one to one another for you. You like this one? Confess your sins to one another. Oh, what? Why is James saying that? He's saying, come on, everybody, let's get real. Stop pretending that you got it all together. You got to come to a place. You got to have some people that you could take the mask off in front of and just say, here's what's going on. Confess the reality to one another. Watch. Confess your sins to each other and pray for one another so that you might be, what's he say? What's he say? Come on. Healed. You go to God for forgiveness 
And I get open with God for forgiveness, but he's, there's something that happens when we get open with one another where we actually finally start to heal. So come on. We don't just do cruise at Citizens Church and small groups because we think, man, people probably don't have anything else to do in the middle of the week. Let's give them something. I mean, they're probably bored, right? No, we do that because we wanna see you grow. And I know if you can get in the context of some others who love God and walk with you, you're gonna start growing. You know why we do teams at Citizens Church? We're doing Next Steps next week. It's not just because we need a whole bunch of people to pull off everything we do. It's not just that, everybody. It's not, the teams aren't just about the task. The team's about the people you're doing life with as you're doing the task. This morning I showed up, people out there laughing, having fun, praying with each other and all. That is growth. And you need it. You gotta get open. I'm telling, I'm somebody in here right now, you know God's speaking to you. It's time you start leaning in. And I want you to know we're here for you. The doors are wide open. We can't force you, but we've created the channels. Amen? Someone say, get open. So we get open to each other. We get open to each other. And the other big part of that is we gotta get open to God. We've got to move in our lives from shielding parts of our lives from God into yielding all of our lives to God. The Bible calls it, listen, walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. And if Dustin, you come up and help me close. Galatians chapter five or 16 says this, watch, pay attention. He says, walk in the spirit, what? And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. In other words, keep your life open to God, keep your life open to the spirit of God, and guess what's gonna happen? You will start to be led away from those old fleshly things that once were holding you down. How do I do it? I just get my life open to God. It's a walking in the spirit. It means that when you walk in the spirit, you stay in step with the spirit. You're in harmony with the spirit of God. You live each day by the power of the spirit of God. You run everything through just, God, what is it that you want to do? Please understand this. At conversion, when you gave your life to Jesus, the Spirit of God takes up residence inside of your life, and he's going to work at growing you as you yield your life more and more to him. This is what God's doing right now. He's growing you, okay? And when you walk in the Spirit, you're just staying in step. Uh, We have a bunch of interns with us for the summer. Come on, somebody. And we love them. We love them. And I love the posture of all of them. It's just kind of like spirit of God. Let's go like anywhere and anything, anytime. Like, God, you say it. You've already got my yes. And I just love that. Like, just like, God, what do you want to do? I'm all in. I had one of the, one of our interns, there's a, a friend of mine's doing a um, baptism down at um, Pirate's Cove today. It's baptized California and a whole bunch of people are, are, churches are involved in the baptism down there. And some of our interns are going to go down there. And one of them told me this morning, she's going, I'm going to bring a towel. I said, why are you getting baptized? And she's like, no, I, I want to be ready just in case, you know, there's so many people that I got to, I got, maybe God will ask me to jump in the water and baptize people. And I said, girl, that's right. Like, just be ready. Like, she's just waiting. Like, God, God, you want me to go? You need me to jump in the water? I'm like, did they ask you to baptize people? She's like, no, but God might. And I just like, listen, yes. God, I mean, I think God is trying to do so much around us that we are absolutely missing because we're just staring at our feet. And God goes, 
look up. Be open to the Spirit of God moving in your life and through it, just keep saying yes. And when you do, you'll grow and you'll grow and you'll grow and you mature and you mature. Why? Because that's always what the Spirit of God is doing. He's leading you into places where he works in you and then through you over and over and over and over again. But here's the problem is that sometimes instead of being open to the Spirit of God, open to the spirit. We quench the spirit. Now, what is that? What do you mean? Listen to the scripture. First Thessalonians 519. Do not quench the spirit. Well, why would God put that in there? Unless you can. You see that the word there used for quench, it means to extinguish. And I think sometimes God starts to moving your heart or stir something up. His little fire starts to build. And instead of you going, yes, and pour fuel, you go, where's the fire extinguisher? God, you will not. Nope, 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 nope. And God says, never do that. Do not quench the spirit. Because 2 Corinthians 3, 17, now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's where freedom is. How come I can't get free? There's where freedom is. It's when you just keep saying yes to the spirit of God and what he wants to do in your life. You know, I I think sometimes, and I've used this illustration before, but it's so good, I'm gonna do it again. I think sometimes this is our life. We got all sorts of issues. Anybody? And you're gonna go to work at getting these issues out of your life. And so here's you with all your might. You've got two handfuls of issues (laughs) and you are busy trying to get your issues out of your life. Now, here's the problem. Listen, your hands aren't big enough to get all your issues out of your life. You don't have what it takes to deal with all that. I can't, I'm already at capacity right now, everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm already struggling. And, and here's the issue. As a matter of fact, like I'm, I, I got them out. So now I got to hold, I got to keep them out. Like this is real, this is gonna get real tiring trying this on my own. Like, I, I, you see what I'm saying? Like, this is me trying to deal with me. I'm stuck already. That's an option. And some of you have spent your life doing that. But God says, look at, listen, there's another way. Tell your neighbors, there's another way. There's another way, there's another way. Get open. What do you mean? Well, instead of me just striving and struggling, some of you today, I'm gonna leave church, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna try harder. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, come on, let's go. I'm gonna. And some of you approach church like that. No, all I'm asking you to do today is just leave here and just get open to the Spirit of God and what He wants to do in your life. So here's what it looks like. Now instead of me struggling, I go, okay, God, I'm open. God, by your spirit, would you just move in my life? God, I want to open myself up to you and what you want to do. God, in my marriage, God, I want to surrender. God, I want to surrender my will to you. I want to surrender my desires to you, God. I'm going to surrender. Come on. Every, God, I'm surrendering my sexuality to you. God, I'm surrendering my future to you. God, I'm just going to, all the, all the attitudes that are in me, God, I, every morning I'm just going to keep surrendering. And today, God, is another day of surrender. And today's another day. And as you do, God starts moving things in you that you can't move on your own because all you're doing is you're saying yes to him and he just keeps feeling you and feeling you and moving in you and working in you. And pretty soon, the things you've struggled your whole life to be free from, 
God by his spirit sets you free because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom in Jesus' name. Be set free. How? I please hear me. Please hear me. Just get open. Get open to others in the body of Christ. Get open to the spirit of God who wants to work in you. I tell my kids this all the time. Just keep saying yes to God. Some of you right now, I just had this for somebody. You had this picture. This was you. But if I say yes to God here, then that means that's going to happen and this and that. If I say yes here, what's going to happen with... Stop. You say yes to God. You let him worry about the consequences. I promise you, he's up to something special. You're not here on accident. He's calling you into a new territory. And today I just ask you, commit yourself to the journey. You say yes, and you watch what God does. In Jesus' name, get open, get open. Say it with me, come on, get open. Come on, get open. Get open in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on.